deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West. And my sidekick is not with me. We had a little trouble this week in our initial recordings. So I'm coming at you solo to... Give to you our plays of the week and review a little bit of my week last week. Uh, Coming off of week 10, I had a reasonable week in cash where I won 15 out of 20 head-to-heads. And uh, I cashed in the $25 double up. I I missed on the $5 and $10 double up because I decided to play a little bit of variation. I was down between... um, a couple of running back selections uh, where I wanted to try playing playing both lineups, one of them with Christian McCaffrey and the other one with Saquon Barkley, and the one with Barkley failed. So um, going against my normal pattern of just one cash lineup, uh, at least uh, I, I, overall a decent week with my main cash lineup, just the variation didn't work out so well that being said um, my season long is going well where I've now climbed back into a playoff position and have the league leading uh, overall points so pretty good feeling pretty good about that um, going forward looking back at last week's picks JD had a pretty good uh, week on DraftKings um, with his picks on the pod. Uh, Sam Darnold paid off at 21.7. Uh, Derrick Henry had a, had a pretty good week. He, he was in a lot of the uh, GPP winning lineups last weekend at 33 points. Devontae Adams was, was decent enough, uh, 21.8. And Ebron paid off with uh, 10.6. Um, myself, I had a little mixed bag in the picks I made. Kyler Murray was uh, was very good at 30.76. Um, <clears throat> O.J. Howard also paid off his salary at 14.7 points. Uh, the other two picks, David Montgomery, only... only uh, Six DraftKings points, uh, killer, killer week in in a matchup where he should have been able to succeed against Detroit, and then Zach Pascal uh, only four point six points, so that one was a bit of a miss. So going forward, uh, moving on to this week eleven slate, I've got JD's picks and my own, so I'll go ahead and. Run, run them down and 
let you know where we're at. JD's uh, pick for quarterback this week is Kyle Allen. He comes in at a price on draft teams of 5300 Playing at home versus Atlanta, the game has a 49.5 point over-under, and Carolina has an implied team total of 27.5. Allen, uh, you know, he's not one of your stud quarterbacks, but we're looking for some value. Um, And I'm going to have to tell you, I I like this pick. Definitely somebody I'd consider in cash or GPPs this week. Uh, He's coming off uh, week 10 where he uh, had a career-high 307 yards uh, playing in a snowy game up in Green Bay, so you, you like that. Um, it's his it's his team to lead now with uh without Cam Newton, so um, he's he's got Atlanta defense who's given up a league worst 113.2 passer rating, uh, and Pro Football Focus has them as a third worst pass coverage team at 43.4. Um, the Falcons are 31st in pass defense per football outsiders DVOA metric and have allowed the fifth most DK points to opposing quarterbacks. So real good pick there. Uh, my selection at quarterback is more probably a GPP play this week. Um, Drew Brees, New Orleans, priced all the way up at 6900 at Tampa Bay. The game has an over-under uh, of 50 with an implied team total of 27.5. And this one for me is more about the matchup. Uh, yeah, I know it's not a home game where you typically like to play Breeze, but Tampa is just this huge funnel ver- to the pass because their run defense is so good. They're number one in DVOA, but 27th versus the pass. So um, they're giving up the second most DK points to opposing quarterbacks at 26.3, and they give up the most air yards and yards after catch at 501.1 yards per game. It might be a little tough for me to play Breeze at that price in cash, but I, I'm definitely looking to put some GPP lineups out there. Moving on to running back, JD gives us Josh Jacobs, and I love this pick. Um, Oakland running back at 6,900 at home versus Cincinnati. Over-under is 48.5. The implied team total is 29.8. They are huge favorites against this Cincinnati team that has just been dogging it. They're... uh, they're in line for the first overall pick, and I don't see them making any moves to be any better. Jacobs uh, on the year is 168 carries for 811 yards and seven touchdowns. And in addition, he's got 14 catches for 132 yards. On Fantasy Labs, he's got a consistency rating of 77.8%. <clears throat> in the games that Oakland has won, He's averaging a positive 11.5 over expected in the plus minus, which is huge. And in a game where Oakland's going to be favored and just imposing their will on their opponent, this is the perfect game script for Josh Jacobs. 
expect him to smash this week. I'm I'm thinking 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, really, really like this pick. Um, I've kind of taken a different angle at this and given another GPP pick at running back. Um, and I'm looking at Devin Singletary for Buffalo. He's priced at 6000 He's playing at Miami. The game only has an over-under of 41. Uh, Buffalo is favored, though, with a 23.3 implied team total. Singletary, um, really, after starting off the year as kind of a uh, hot commodity rookie, people wanting to see what he could do. Um, They eased him into the role. He wasn't, you know, he was playing backup to Frank Gore. Then he started getting a little more action before he got hurt. But when he got hurt, after he after he got healthy, came back, he's been established as the lead back for Buffalo. Over the last two weeks, he's averaging 14 carries and five and a half targets. Um, and because he did not have that great of a game last week, um, which uncharacteristically, Buffalo passed 43 times and only ran the ball 20. Um, I don't expect that to be the case this week when they're playing at Miami. Um, he's, you know, it's, so it's a depressed market, and he's he's in a plus matchup. Dolphins rank 30th in DVA, rush DVOA and 32nd in pass DVOA. Singletary is a versatile back who can run or catch, so I like this play. Um, definitely going to sprinkle in, in some GPPs. Moving on to wide receiver, J.D. has picked D.D. Westbrook, Jacksonville, priced at 4500 playing at Indianapolis. Uh, Jacksonville's an underdog in this game. They're coming in with a team total implied of 20.3 out of an over-under of 43.5. What I like about Westbrook and and what J.D. I think likes is that um, Nick Foles is back. Um, And Foles really favors the... Uh, slot receivers and which is where uh, Westbrook runs most of his routes Uh, he had been averaging um, when healthy about nine eight or nine um, targets a game and most of that is with Gardner Minshew at quarterback but now he's back uh, with Foles who Ah, man, I wish I had the stat exact, but I believe over the last two years, ranked sixth in uh, passer rating when targeting slot receivers, and he loves he loves targeting a slot receiver. Um, and since they don't have a tight end like he had in Philadelphia, I think uh, the slot receiver makes even more sense here. So. Um, I'm, I'm predicting that, uh, Westbrook has, um, somewhere between eight to 10 targets and at a price tag of 4,500, it's really hard to beat. 
Uh, my pick this week for wide receiver is DJ Moore, Carolina. Um, he's priced at 5900 Again, um, pairing him with Kyle Allen, not a bad move uh, stack-wise. Uh, 27.5 point total. Um, even with McCaffrey getting much of the uh, scoring opportunity there, there there's going to be enough to go around. DJ Moore leads Carolina with 17 red zone targets on the year. Um, and he's averaging over the last six weeks, 9.6 targets, 6.8 receptions, 84.6 yards, and 134.6 air yards. The only thing he hasn't really done is gotten in the end zone much. And, um, I don't have the buy low model here in front of me, but he's certainly got to be one of the biggest candidates um, to pop soon. Uh, Atlanta has a um, is rated by Pro Football Focus uh, number thirty in their coverage grade. Um, despite Desmond Trufant coming back this week, um, I don't think there's much to worry about the that secondary for Atlanta. It's pretty much in shambles. They've had a lot of injuries, shifting people around. And even when Trufant was healthy in the first five weeks of the year, he gave up five touchdowns, which was a league worst. So nobody going to be too scared of Desmond Trufant. DJ Moore to me makes sense in cash and GPP this week. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to tight end. JD's pick is Noah Fant from Denver. 3,700, they're playing at Minnesota. So the game has got a low total. It's an over-under of 40.5, and Denver only has a 15-point implied team total. Well, why do you think JD made this pick? Well, uh, from from Talking with him, and from the things I was looking at, uh, Brandon Allen uh, seems to have some sort of connection with Noah Fant. Uh, Fant is one of the uh, rookie tight ends that came in, and he's like the big play guy. Him and Hoxton out of Iowa. Iowa is um, known for their tight ends, and Hawkinson. Uh, was more of the steady, big tight end, whereas Fant is the speedy, athletic uh, home run hitters. And um, when you're looking to build GPP lineups, you want guys that are going to have low ownership like Fant is sure to have. And um, Fant has that deep play threat to the outside. Uh, And... That is the place where Minnesota is very vulnerable. When you look at uh, the amount of DraftKings points they give up on the outside to receivers, they they're in the bottom five of the NFL this year. So um, I I think that this is a good flyer. Uh, not not somebody you're gonna want to play in cash or anything like that, but he he could you know this guy is gonna be able to at some point throw up some big plays like George Kittle was doing last year. So he, he could be a GPP winner. 
And uh, taking my notes from JD last week, uh, who had Ebron, I'm going to Eric Ebron as well as my tight end pick this week. Uh, he's priced at 3600 at home versus Jacksonville. Um, look, he was a squeaky wheel. It worked out for him last week. He led the Colts with 12 targets and had the highest snap rate of his year of the year. There's a lot of injured receivers. We don't, still don't expect T.Y. Hilton back, and we are um, we're unsure about Jack Doyle. He was questionable. He did get in some partial practice, but being banged up uh, doesn't do any good. So if if Brissett's going to be back, I think that. Eric Ebron is a good play. Jacksonville has given up the fourth most touchdowns at tight end, and they've allowed the third worst passer rating of 128.2 to the tight end position. So that about wraps it up this week. I'm sorry for the uh, solo pod. Again, we had some technical difficulties when – recording we wanted to get a little bit of information out to you this week so um if you got any questions or thoughts about week 11 or any any nfl action going forward please feel free to contact us you can get jd on twitter and instagram at jd west 22 and you can find me at justin m west on twitter jmw1977 on instagram you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. And check out the website, anotherbadcall.com. So, for my missing partner, JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.